Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with The Taxi Centre. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Mark Weedy. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! The weekend is here and what a weekend it's going to be and we're just five days away from Celtic against Rangers. Judgment Day next Wednesday night but before that, Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi. Well, Barry, there's a new kid in town at Rangers and uh, a 19-year-old cost about £20 million. Diallo is in town and could well play tomorrow. Yeah, I was um, surprised when it got announced but listen, he's, he's definitely got a lot of quality as you just mentioned there. Man United uh, seen a lot of potential in him to pay £20 million and I think another £20 million in add-ons um, if he plays a certain amount of games for Manchester United. So, um, look, it's a, a good signing, a wide player, um, a player that I think that Gio needed. Obviously, with Hadji been out injured and been out for the rest of the season. So, I think a really good bit of business by Rangers and I think they will still do another um, bit of business before the window closes maybe another one or two players um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next two or three days three days five hours 56 minutes to go until the transfer deadline finishes Mark Celtic had uh, did a good start didn't they and uh, Hatati again the other night and O'Reilly the new player did well uh, Celtic made some good signings during January probably no more signings now yeah, I don't think there'll be any more coming in for Celtic, Paulo. You never say never, probably one or two more. The kind of fringe players will go out. But it's been an excellent window so far uh, for Celtic. And I think now you can clearly see Ange Postacoglu as a top manager. But he's also filled the void of Chief Scout. I mean, he's identified players from Japan and brought them in better than anybody could ever um, have expected because you don't hear Celtic's um, recruitment being criticised anymore. At Rangers, terrific signing. Uh, Diallo, you know, on paper really looks apart. I think he could be exciting. I'm sure that Giovanni von Bronckhorst will want to um, unleash him um, at the weekend uh, for Rangers. And I think Rangers will do at least one more bit of business before the window closes on Monday. I think it's been an exciting transfer window for Scottish football, Paul. And I think there's another couple of big moves still to happen, particularly um, Calvin Ramsey. Aberdeen could be away for four or five million pounds. Indeed. And he could be going abroad for that money as well. Bologna, perhaps four or five million pounds. We're going to give you uh, some of the other headlines for Rangers. Kent, Jack and Aribo are back tomorrow. Remember, Rangers heading off to Dingwall. They'll be up there tonight, won't they, Barry? Yeah, they'll, they'll be. travel yep. up the night before the game. Um, listen, Difficult place to go. Malky, mm. um, Mackay, um, albeit they had a, a poor result, not a poor result, a disappointing result against Dundee United during the week. But it's, he's got them well organised. Mm. So that'll be a tough game for Rangers. Um, they weren't at their best midweek against Livingston. But the three players that you mentioned there, Paul, Ryan Kent, Ryan Jack and Joe Arebo, they're three massive players for Rangers. They're up against the uh, top scorer in the Premiership at the moment. 
Reagan, Charles Cook is the yeah. top scorer. Ten goals. It's unbelievable, Mark, isn't it? When yeah. you look at it, it's not a Rangers player, it's not a Celtic player, yep. and the two of them purring away at the top. But uh, to be so far down the table, it, it's unusual, isn't it, to be the yeah. top scorer? And credit to him, I think he's a he's a really good uh, player. He's very tricky. He likes to come in off the wide areas as well. I don't think he plays as a as a natural number nine. So he's good, and, and as Barry said, it will be a tough game in Dingwall tomorrow. Paul, it always is. Um, you know, I think we, if we cast our minds back to the first sort of ten games of the season. Malky Mackay's team they were really struggling they were taking time to jail some of the mistakes at the back were criminal and, and you know, it was clear that Malky was pulling his hair out but they've cut out the individual errors, errors and now you can see a bit of cohesion um, as a team and they operate um, well gave them the United a scare at, at Tannadice um, during the week but if Rangers to perform to the levels that they can and bear in mind this is the final game before Giovanni Van Bronckhorst picks his team for the Old Firm game there's probably two or three places up for grabs and that's starting 11. So that should mean that uh, the Rangers players tomorrow and even those who come off the bench are going to be right on it. It's a massive day tomorrow, isn't it? 12.30 yeah. kick-off, Ross County against Rangers and then Celtic, Dundee United at three. Barry? Every game day is massive. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, a lot of people, when I hear people say, you know, it's a massive week. Yeah. Listen, when you, you play for the whole firm yeah. and, and listen, other clubs, game day is always massive because you need to win the, the game of football you're under pressure straight away see Nyang it was a two match ban Barry we talked about it Monday we talked about it Wednesday is that now last week's news or anything to say about it I know you'd be disappointed yeah, I'm disappointed we put a good case across um, if I'm being honest with you I knew what the outcome was going to be did you? yeah, yeah. I, I had a, a feeling that it was going to be this but listen we, we just need to take the punishment he's going to be missing the game tomorrow and one other Scottish Cup game which comes obviously into effect next season for him he's disappointed the lawyer that um, the club had um, used was really disappointed because as I said we felt we put a good case forward but listen they went to the decision and you've got to just take it on the chin and move on it moves on what do you make of Bakuna he's off to Birmingham City I'm not surprised Paul yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised um, I watched him last Friday um, against Stirling Albion some nice touches but for me, he didn't look like a geo player, if you know what I mean. He, he wasn't a workman-like, um, but didn't have much, as I said, minutes on the pitch to go and show what he, he really had. Mm. No doubt he's got good ability, but the better, the good thing is, listen, he's moved on. Rangers have got a bit of money in for him, and Gio will, will try and, as I guess, use that um, to try and bring in another player. If the right player is... As available. Here is the manager speaking about the new star. You know, I'm very happy that he uh, he wanted to come to us uh, for the remainder of the season. You know, we were looking to add a, a player, um, you know, in the in the front because we, of course, uh, lost uh, Yanis uh, for this season. So I'm really happy that we can bring in a, a player with his qualities, and uh, I'm sure he will uh, give us a lot of um, you know a lot of strength in the in, in the coming months. And we heard Barry saying he thinks Rangers will strengthen again before Monday night, Mark. Well, certainly the, the manager will want to do that, mm. Paul. They, they always do. It's just if the right players become available, what the terms, if it's a loan move, what the terms are, what the fee might be, what post of the wages do, do you need to cover. But Rangers have certainly brought in a few quid um, during this window, which I think was always part of the business plan. That's the way um, it needs to be. And the manager gets a, a portion of that to go and try and bring in. But one thing you can see but with Bakuna, I think a very talented player, but I'd kind of describe him as a 
as a luxury player mm. if, 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 if that makes sense and I think it's clear that Giovanni von Bronckhorst he's not going to carry passengers Paul he's only going to keep really good players um, he's not just going to have jersey fillers or get you know he's going to have guys that he feels if called upon can go on and make a proper contribution 90 minutes in the starting lineup. and he's found a gem you could say it's a new signing in Alex Lowry he's found a young kid who all right, yeah, it's it's only a couple of games, you know what, you mm. carried away and put a lot of pressure on the kid. But he's the kind of boy that excites me. I, I like him, there's something about him that that, that you just warm to um right away. So that's like a new a new signing, you know, just getting somebody like that in. Gives the squad a lift. Great for the football club to have a boy coming through the academy. Um again, and uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and his staff will work diligently with him to make sure the boy keeps progressing. Barry, we talked about him on Wednesday, we saw him again. Uh, he's a proper young footballer, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, I, I like him. He's different as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, Old-fashioned almost. Yeah, he glides past players. Yeah. He's always looking to go on the ball. He can take a man on. And obviously with his looks with the long hair, he's a bit <laughs> different than normally what you, what you get. But it's brilliant. I love to see it. Can I I, I, I'll be honest <laughs> with you, I don't think Rangers bring through enough young players. So to see young Lowry come through... Um, break onto the scene last Friday against Dylan Albion then to start which I was surprised I thought maybe he would have started on the bench and got 20-30 minutes but it shows you that he's obviously come up to train he's shown what he could do last um, week against albeit it's only still in Albion but if you're good enough Gio will trust you and he'll put you in and um, he was one of the best players if not the best player for Rangers in, in Wednesday night against Livingston that's what the Dutch do though Paul they're not scared age is, is just a number to, I know it's an old cliche yep. but you look at this and you know you look at Giovanni Van Bronckhorst comments during the week about himself when he was mm. paying tribute to Vim Janssen about the, the opportunity that Vim gave him as a young player trusted him got him training with the, with the first team so that's what I like as well he's quoted they don't have any fear I'm sure if Giovanni Van Bronckhorst wouldn't think twice about starting Alex Lowry on Wednesday night mm. at Celtic Park. He wouldn't think twice about doing it because he clearly trusts the lad and that's a great sign. Well, Celtic, uh, there's no major news out of Celtic today. Rangers with the headlines, uh, with Diallo. And he'll start tomorrow night, Barry, do you think? Diallo, uh, tomorrow lunchtime? Yeah. If I, I was a betting man, I would say he would yeah. be straight into the team. Um, listen you don't go and sign that sort of quality and he sits on the bench so I would imagine that, that Gio will, will start him um, and I, I bet my bottom dollar he's not played at a place like, like Dingwall before <laughs> so it'll be been for a shock but listen yeah. what I like about Diallo is he's took the opportunity to come up yeah, to that shows me he's got a very good attitude the boy wants to go out and play and go and show what he can do because he could easily have sat at Manchester yeah. United and be on the bench and and come on for 10 or 15 minutes mm -hmm. so for me it shows he's got a good attitude about him and look there's no doubt he's got good qualities yep. um, and it'll be interesting to see how he does but a good bit of business by Rangers Well Ange Postacoglu on duty today with the media he was asked about uh, the injuries what about Kyogo, Gucci, Turnbull and McGregor Different sort of time scales different uh, you know, sort of rehabs they're in but nothing uh, nothing different they're all sort of working away in the background and um you know, some of them are obviously a bit longer term than others, but, um, you know, from my perspective, uh, you know, we'll just look at the players who are available. He did speak about the missing the leadership of uh, Callum McGregor. He knows how important he is as a person to this group, not just as a footballer. So, um, you know, whilst the, the football side of thing takes a backseat for, for the time being, he still knows that he's an influence around the group. And, you know, he was in and around the dressing room before the game, after the game. And, um you know, I think all the lads were, were pleased to see him alongside them. 
You get more out of James Bond, wouldn't you? Because they're not saying it. The countdown's no. on now to Wednesday. They don't want to give away what the position is yeah, with but injuries. On one hand, it's frustrating. On the other hand, it's clever management. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. clever management. He's been asked about three or four players there. He's given an update in all of them without individualising it. So we are none the wiser. Is Callum McGregor or Furuhashi, are they actually going to be in the frame? Tumble in the frame for Wednesday night. Could one of them or two of them appear tomorrow against Indy United? So keep you guessing... He's not telling any lies, but he's not giving away um, any information. And listen, I know it's going against what we look for in the media, but why should he? Sure. Why should he? Yep. You know, he's under no obligation to do so. As a guy that's got to try and win the title, and he doesn't want to give anything away, particularly ahead of of uh, Wednesday night. So, look, I don't know, Paul, but it wouldn't surprise me if Callum McGregor or Furuhashi or somebody turns up in the starting lineup on on uh, Wednesday night. Particularly Callum McGregor, I wouldn't rule that one out. One man who won't is Tommy Rogic yep. but he was man of the match I see against Vietnam he scored as well man of the match and they're well on the way to qualifying Barry it's, uh, they're going to miss him but it is good to see a player doing so well in Scotland and playing on the international stage yep, there's no doubt they're going to miss him because he's a, a high quality player yeah. I've seen him close up last Saturday um, yeah. and you could see he's got uh, that piece of magic he can win a game on his own um, one thing I will say about um, the Celtic game on Wednesday Matt O'Reilly he reminded me of Tom Rogic yeah. yep, the way he moved about the pitch obviously a left pegger mm -hmm. pretty similar but listen there's, there's no doubt Celtic will miss a, a player of Rogic uh, quality O'Reilly did really well didn't he? Yep, you know, he, he did yep. he, he looked the part Look, again I like seeing that he got offered a new contract the boy at Fulham knocked it back to drop uh, drop down a, a division to play in League 1 with MK Dons so that, that again shows that he, he's willing to He's willing to show a good attitude to go and play regular football and be doing that. He's done obviously really well at MK Dons and he's got his move to Celtic. It's Ayeti on his way out. It looks like it. Here's the manager speaking about the him. Players who feel like they'll get more opportunities elsewhere, then, you know, we'll, we'll help facilitate that. Um, and so, you know, at the moment, Elby's just, uh, you know, coming back from his injury and uh, He's almost back with the group now, so um, you know. Hopefully, he's uh, he's back up and running and fit. But you know, as I said, with all the guys who who uh, you know are not getting regular game time, some of them, you know, the younger ones, obviously, we want to actively try and find them some game time somewhere because it's important for their development. Some of the the ones, the more senior ones who aren't playing, it really comes down to them if they feel there's better opportunities somewhere else. Mark, yeah, Jetty, it's never worked no. for him um, from Paul. It, it, I just don't think he was he was Celtic class at the start and, and that kind of money, you know, four and a half, five million pounds. It was just typical of what was going on at that time. You know, you think of that money for a jetty, similar fee for bar cash. I mean, there's nine, ten million quid. Wasted. Absolutely wasted. Nine or ten million. Ball and golly is edging closer to the exit door as well, Paul. I think he'll be away before Monday night. There's one or two things in the pipeline for ball and golly. So that's another and that'll be permanent. That's another big one coming off um the wage bill. So yeah. Uh, with the emergence of Jack and Marcus and once again what a brilliant finish on a Wednesday shift. night at Tinker yeah. I said I know it was against Barry's team on Saturday but I thought his, his finish was first class um, uh, at the end of drill on Saturday he followed up again with another brilliant finish so um, there's no concerns for Celtic in terms of that number nine role for tomorrow um, and uh, Wednesday but certainly Albion 
a Yeti nowhere near good enough to play for Celtic can I ask you is he off to Basel or Baal personally I prefer Baal I would say Baal as well Paul I'd say Basel you would (laughs) it's an age age thing Barry it must be Joe said the same Um, I'll tell you who is on the way to the northwest of England probably Ryan Hedges set for a Don's exit today he's at Blackburn Rovers Tony Mowbray's doing remarkably there isn't he I mean they were way down at the bottom in one of the poorest clubs in in the country and uh, I I watched him the other night on, on Sky against Middlesbrough yeah. um, and he's got a good team there mm-hmm. Tony Mowbray you, you know what you're going to get with a Tony Mowbray team they like to get the ball on the deck and play and um, they, they've got a real chance mm-hmm. this season um, for me I think Fulham are going to be the strongest in the Championship but they're up there I think they're in second place um, Ryan Hedges he's a player I've always liked um, had a few injury problems at Aberdeen but a couple of hundred thousand pounds I think it's um, a good piece of business uh, by Blackburn I think he'll go down there and and do really well. And of course, you know how big that club used to be. It was massive, Blackburn Rovers. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it was. It was good support as well. I, I enjoyed my time there. Some brilliant players I played alongside. Um, but they've, they've had a tough time over the last five, ten years um, down the Championship. But listen, Tony Mowbray's got a real opportunity to take them out there and get them back into the Premier League. Mark, do you remember the day they won the title? I, yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, Chris Sutton, Alan Shearer... Yeah. Stuart Ripley, Jason mm. Wilcox, Colin Henry, Tim Flowers. And uh, the manager. And the manager. Sir Kenny. Sir Kenny, <laughs> uh, of course, with, with Ray Hartford and yeah. Sir Jack Walker. Yeah, it was, it was funny. Just, again, just, you know, flashing back to the early uh, 2000s when, when Barry uh, moved down. You're right, what a team. You think about, you know, Graham Soonis as a manager then. Mm. Yeah. That team and the team that Mark Hughes had as, as well in that five or six year spell mm. at Blackburn yeah, as well. Yeah, guys like Brad Friedel. Of course, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Dwight York, Keeper. Andy Cole. And you, you'd real talk what two guy was there. Um, like Craig Short was he still? Craig Short was centre half. Uh, David, remember we David Thompson? It was at Aye, Liverpool. He yeah. was a, a brilliant wee player. I mean, that was a quality squad. Were you Damien Duff? Damien, no, no, he, he just, just left. He just went left. to Chelsea. I think he went to Chelsea for about 15, 16 million pounds. Mm. That was your last question yeah. on it. <laughs> <laughs> the specialist subject tonight on the Go Radio Football Show Mastermind, Barry Ferguson, being asked about times of Ewood Park. Blackburn Rovers. Blackburn who, Rovers. Right. So, <laughs> I'll tell you whose name is in the papers today and uh, in the media. Shota Avaladze. Yeah, you know, um, yep. Off to Hull. Brilliant job from um, Shota. He's. He's obviously had a, a decent managerial career. He's been managing over in um, Turkey and mm. Azerbaijan, I think it, it was. Um, no, shot it was brilliant. I, yeah. I, again, he's another player that I love playing with. Did. You, um, all, you always yeah, say that. Yeah. His movement for a yep. centre forward uh-huh. was top class. Um, great yep. ability and a funny guy. Uh, shot so it's always good to see ex-teammates going and um, do really well um, in their, their managerial careers and that are oh, hopeful that, that Shota does well down at Hull City because he's got an owner now I heard him on this morning an absolute fortune yeah. who's going to back him in the transfer market so it's a brilliant opportunity for Shota the Simon Cowell of Turkey did you hear yeah, him on the Jim White I, I, this morning not such good news for Grant McCann of course <laughs> I, I feel for him yeah. I feel for yeah, Grant yeah, McCann they did, decent, they did a couple of decent results well, recently didn't the they? two results before yeah. He got sacked. Was yep. they beat Blackburn, who have been mm-hmm. flying high, two yep. 0 at home, and then they went down to Bournemouth and beat Bournemouth one 0 and then he get sacked after that. So yeah. I feel for Grant McCann. I done sure. my, I done my coaching badges with Grant yep. McCann, uh-huh. um, and again it was a brilliant job from to get. I, I feel from, but on the flip side of that, it's another guy I know really well. that's come in sure. and took the job, um, but that's just listen. You know that when you go into the the crazy world, the management. No matter if you're doing well or doing poorly, 
you can get let go at any stage. And then you own Doherty there as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Greg Doherty's there. Yeah, yeah old Rangers player. The, the owner was asked, "What was he liked about Hull City?" He said, "I liked the colour." <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> yeah, the colour he liked it. There were many other reasons as well. Gal- yeah. Similar to Galatasaray. We're going to have to go to the black. break. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Galatasaray. Yeah, Galatasaray. No, no, no. That's the one. We'll do a third hour, and we can question both of you. Barry's three up at the moment. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, 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 go. 0808 The weekend starts here. Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney. And we're leading up to tomorrow afternoon when we'll be on here with John Hartson and Davy Proven. We've got uh, Rangers, the 12.30 kickoff at Dingwall. And then Celtic against Dundee United at three. Um, Callum Butcher, this is the game that uh, the last time round that David Turnbull got that injury, Barry. Uh, huge game for Celtic and for United. But do you think we're going to go into Wednesday's game still four points between the two? I'm yes. going to ask you early. Yep. 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 I firmly believe that. I think, as I mentioned at the start of the show, Paul, first, firstly with Rangers going up to Dingwall, I, I said in Wednesday night, the game at home against Livingston wasn't going to be a walkover. Yep. I thought it was going to be really close, which it was. And I think it will be the same up at Dingwall. But I think Rangers will get the three points. And the same with Celtic at Celtic Park against Dundee United. Um, I think they'll get the, the three points there. And then we're going into the, the game on Wednesday night. Four points between them. And Rangers have got to come to Celtic Park to try and get the win. And I'm 100% sure Celtic will be desperate to get the win to make it one point so I think we're going to be in for an absolute cracker on Wednesday so the Celtic fans are loving the way that they're playing by and large yep it's 70% possession in the first half against Hearts and then it's almost as if I don't know are they running out of puff or do they, they start knocking yeah. the ball about the back or whatever but then they become vulnerable a game that they should have won you know comfortably becomes then there's all the controversy about offsides or whatever yeah. but Mark what do you and the Rangers fans are saying oh Celtic they'll run out of steam mm-hmm. what do you think Even you watched it the other night Hearts against Celtic what was your take on it well I mean I thought Celtic were, were, were terrific so if that's built in they've, they've gone out of, they have run out of steam you know you could just see they tired and there was one thing um, that I would say I just, sometimes I think that Ange Postacoglu could maybe make substitutions a bit quicker just to bring a wee bit more freshness particularly into the, the engine room you know it's clear to see that one or two were, were, were tiring and, and, and naturally so you know like O'Reilly you know put so much in it was his debut the whole thing just getting to meet his new teammates so I think that um, substitutions could be a little bit quicker that's one thing I would say particularly um, in the engine room um, and obviously Ange Postecoglou's hope is that when Celtic are firing in all cylinders and, and coming out the traps that they put the game to bed as quickly as possible. When you go to Tynecastle, you know unless you're three or four up, you know you're always going to be in a battle. Celtic have got away with one. Liam Boyce hits a hits a post, and they've carried that wee bit of luck, which they're probably entitled to. But on Wednesday night, you know, as Barry knows, he's he's played in dozens of old firm games. You know, it's not just about the starting eleven. It's about the substitutions you can make and bear in mind now of course with the new rules you can make five substitutions in the, in the league games. Barry watching it as you did the mm. other night were you not surprised like Mark that they didn't make substitutions earlier on? I was slightly but the, the way that Celtic start they start the game at an unbelievable tempo and I thought the first half um, they were miles in front they, they totally deserved to go in at half time 2-0 up or even 3 or 4 but a lot of people are going on about Celtic weren't great in the second half. You've got to put that down. Robbie made a few changes to the team. He got closer to him. He, he brought the new boy, 
you got Feverton in up top to play with boys and they get closer to Celtic and Celtic don't like that so you've got to give credit to Hearts but like the first half performance they were they were excellent they were um, away in front um, but that's the way he wants to play and look you could do all the training you could be fit as as a fiddle and train every day and run hard it is a tough ask to ask your players to do that for 90 minutes certainly the way that Celtic want to play See if you're Stephen Welsh are you disappointed or Anthony Rawson that they didn't get on uh, and, and Starfield there is a weakness there Barry isn't there is it because they've paid yeah, I think with Rawson I think you've got a top right back in Juranovic yeah. um, he might find it tough okay. to get in there I, I, I like him Starfield yeah but I do Car- Carter Vickers for me is a really commanding centre back Starfield I think can get um, bullied a wee bit no doubt about it and I think teams might look at that um, but Julian on the bench again didn't get any minutes mm-hmm. but again Celtic fans can't really expect too much of him because he's been out for a year so he needs to it needs to be a slow process with him um, but certainly Starfelt you, you can see that teams do play on him at times we're taking your comments on the socials at Go Football Show as well you can call Barry and Mark 0808 17 17 700 Gordon's done that a Rangers fan good evening Gordon Hi guys, how you doing? Good, thanks. How are you and what's on your mind tonight? Not too bad, mate. Uh, one of my, my kind of second points, Barry, kind of, uh, stole my thunder there. I, I was going to yeah. speak about, obviously, Rangers at the game the more on Wednesday. What, what, I'll bring it up now because since he's just spoke about it, but it was um, when we play Celtic uh, on Wednesday, um, what, one thing I was going to bring up was how I, I've been. I've watched quite a few Celtic games this season, um, I'm not kind of one of the fans that feel great about being obsessed. Now, I like to watch the opposition. And when I was Celtic, as Barry says, they came out firing and they overpowered the teams because obviously they've got a much better squad than that. But the day they came and they hammer into teams and teams have got to sit back, they've got no choice but to sit back and let Celtic come at them because the day they came out with a, a ferocity and a speed and they've got the players with that kind of agility that can run at them. And, but as Barry says, they can't date for 90 minutes and they did the same against Aroa, they gassed. They've done it against Hearts, they gassed. They've done it quite a few times this season. I'd be interested to see if it comes out with the same sort of game plan against Rangers because we're not going to let them. We're, we're not going to let that Celtic team run at us. They'll know we, we've got too much quality to let them constantly run over the tapers in midfield and um, defence and that. Obviously, they're going to get chances and uh, chance after chance. Of course, we're going to let them get chances. It's just the way football right. goes. And Barry, for him again. first of all, I like Gordon's phrase, gassed. Gassed, I, I liked like it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all smiled. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. Um, look, I, I think Celtic will be vulnerable the way that they play with the, the, the full-backs coming away in. I think that's an area where I think G will look to ex- exploit. No, no doubt in my mind about it when you've got pacey guys Ryan Kent um, Diallo is very pacey mm. I think that's an area where if you watch Celtic that's an area you can really hurt them um, and listen again Celtic when they come out at that sort of pace Rangers will be able to match that so that's why I think it's going to be an absolute brilliant game um, I think two teams are going to go for it it's going to be a right ding dong but if you're asking me where's the 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 weak point of the Celtic team, it's in the full-back areas when the full-backs come in and leave it really exposed. Mark, what, what, what do you do then, Barry? Because I, I, I think that 
can Ange Postacoglu's team kind of picks itself well, because I know they, as, as Gordon says as Barry said they're going to be in the front foot mm-hmm. it's yep. a, their home game they've got 60,000 fans and the onus is more on them to go and win the games as in range, unless something um, you know happens tomorrow in Dingwall or, or at Celtic Park but we're kind of all expecting Rangers to go into this game four points ahead mm-hmm. so the onus is very much on Celtic and I think Rangers would probably think they wouldn't be unhappy with a point but you try and nick it mm-hmm. and, and the counter-attack so if you're if you'd go with Diallo and Kent in the wind areas and you're playing a centre forward, what do you do with your three central players and if they're going to be your protection for your D's? Do you still have a Rebo in there um, with with Stevie Davis or, 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 or I, I, I Kamara? Don't know what, what, I don't do know do? if Davo's going to be fit, Mark. Um, Jack, Ryan Jack's just come mm-hmm. back. I think Kamara, Rebo... In our field, our field, yes, Gordon. I think it's too, too quick for Ryan Jack. Um, just got to be patient with Ryan Jack, as I said. Listen, I think he's a top player. Same with Devil, Devil's been out for a lengthy time. Um, I don't think you can put him straight back into the firing, certainly in an old firm game. Um, so that's the midfield three that, that I would go with Kamara, Arebo, and Arfield. So you think of the Celtic three and the Rangers see that middle part. And either you know better than any of us, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be hectic. And it's I think games are won and lost. Yep, hundred percent. Middle of the pitch. A lot of people talk about strikers putting the ball in the back of the net, wingers providing ammunition for them. But listen, that's the heat of the battle in that middle of the pitch. That's where it's got. To, that's where You've games are won. That, yeah, you? that's yep. where games are won and lost. And I look at that three. I mentioned Kamara, Arebo, Arfield. Yeah, good experience, good quality on the ball, good strength and power. So who's the most disciplined to sit Kamara and, and help yeah but apart from Kamara out of Aribo and who's going to choose Sewell's Arfield or Aribo sit yes. there and be mm. the most and allow ok that'll be interesting, mm. be interesting. And, and particularly if Celtic then if McGregor doesn't make it and it's Beaton Hitati and O'Reilly have not had a lot of game time mm-hmm. um, it's looking like O'Reilly now isn't it yeah it's looking that way I mean, going, going by his performance yeah I mean Again, with the onus being on Celtic to go and win the game, look, if they don't win the game, that you know the league's not over. But there's an yep. onus here to go and win. There's that kind of um, thing at the back of the the, the mind of Celtic, probably, albeit it's not Ange Postecoglou's yep. inherited it. But Celtic haven't won a league game against Rangers in more than two years. Gordon, I also yep. see in the Rangers side of things, I think their mindset will be going to Celtic Park to win the game. See if you go and think mm, a point right. will be all right. Never happens. It can. Get thrown right back in your face. No, I think they'll go in with the attitude to make sure they're solid and compact, but you can really hurt Celtic on the break. And I think Rangers will go with that mindset that we're going to win the game. You need to go with no think. You need to go with that mindset. Gordon, what's your other point? No, I was just uh, obviously we're we're going up to Dingwall tomorrow, and I'm just uh, I was going to ask Barry how he he kind of thought we'd set up the more away. Oh, I just lost you there. How Rangers will set up tomorrow against... Uh, yeah, we'll just we'll try and get you back on there. Uh, against Ross County? Uh, yep, sorry. Yep, are uh, you back? Yep. Yeah, you're back. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was saying, uh, I was wondering how we would set up tomorrow. Obviously, young Alex Lowry um, played against Stirling Albion. You couldn't really overjudge him there because uh, the level of position, they disrespect to Stirling Albion, sure. obviously. But he came in against Livingston and he was man of the match for me anyway. Um, I thought he'd done brilliant. But I don't Would you start him tomorrow? Like, no one, I don't think he'll start and get into the old firm. Um, 
But I, th- I, I think I'd, I'd give him that game time again in the Mora and maybe kind of slip a re-win maybe in the second half game game time because he is going to start a rebo mm-hmm. against Celtic and I, I was just wondering what Barry was thinking about that I suppose I would have no fears Gordon I haven't been honest with you um, seeing what he's done over the last couple of games even still in Albion I just like the fact when he came on what he showed he showed mm-hmm. a real maturity he showed he was he was desperate to go and show that he can he can handle the the occasion. And I agree with you, Gordon. Wednesday night, albeit only seen the the highlight. I was going between both games. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Rangers, Livingston, Hearts, and, and Celtic. But for me, he showed at Premier League level that he's he's good enough. And there's no doubt, Gio trusts him for sure. And he's, he's eighteen. He's eighteen years of age, and he's shown a maturity. A guy, a player at twenty five, twenty six. Mark, you've got the tactics board ready. I had uh, Rob going through the team the other night, so you wanted to ask Barry just, something just, else. Just, yeah. who's, your, who's Rangers number nine on Wednesday night? Who's the centre forward? Kemar Roof. Kemar Roof. Kemar Roof. Yep. Did Sakala come into the thoughts to start? Mm, yeah, I, I like Sakala. Yeah, yeah, and I like Roof as well, don't get me wrong. Yeah, or is more he a luxury experience. player? No, I, more than, no, he can, he can yep. hurt the opposition, Paul. I think he's got it in him, Sakala. Mm. I like yeah, him. I, I could see, listen, my personal opinion, I think it will be Roof, but I can see where Mark's coming from Sakala just he's got something that defenders absolutely hate playing against and that raw pace Gordon what do you feel about the yeah. the loan move Ahmad Diallo how did you feel when you heard about it? Uh, I'm, I'm very very excited about it I think he's a uh, he, for what I've seen him I can't, I can't come on and kid on I've, I've seen loads of him but what, for what I have seen him he is a very exciting player mm. and uh, obviously you can't really talk about money down in England because they throw millions about for him. It does come with a big price tag. However, I know he's kind of well thought of, especially with and I've seen the game he came on against Milan in the Europa League. Um, it's funny enough, I actually did sit and watch that. And that's as bad as they were talking about there, who would you start? I think, see, if you were today, Kent, Ruth and uh, Diallo against Celtic. And then, as I says, as I was talking about Celtic gassing him, um, when uh, they play, I think then, your last maybe 20 minutes with Sakala if he runs on with that pace that raw pace he's got because you've seen yourself he's absolutely rapid if he, if he comes on against a kind of a tired boot and they've, they've not got the quickest defenders either Celtic and if you've got that to let Sakala run at them depending on obviously how the game has gone and I, I, I think we'll do alright especially because I think they'll start with um, uh, Matt O'Reilly and I don't know if he's seen uh, about the Hattati's interview and he says he was very intimidated and scared of the, the mm. atmosphere at Tynecastle and I think that lack of mm. atmosphere and big grounds might go against him I'll, I'll tell you I, what I've Gordon, if, that's, if, that, comments, yeah, but if that's him intimidated <laughs> my goodness when did he's did you see one of his comments that yeah. a lot of the players have got big feet <laughs> <laughs> Aye, that was, that was, that was, that was the size of them I know uh, big shoes I know exactly but he's there's translation there as well you you would admit, Gordon, because I know you love your football. What a player he is, though, isn't he? I think, I I only seen him against Hearts. I watched it. I right, watched yeah. him against Hearts, and well, he, he did. He looked, yeah. he looked absolutely brilliant. I mean, the, the power, sure. the ferocity, hit that short weight score. It, it caught Craig Gordon. It went right through his hands. It did, didn't I mean, it? He's a great player. Sure, it's going to be some game. If they're listening at Celtic, they'll be recording this bit and they'll just play. Yeah. They think you're going to gas. If you were the manager, you'd say, so are you going to gas or not? And maybe he should make some changes because of the intensity of the Celtic play. 
It's going to be brilliant, isn't well, it, for Wednesday? Well, there's yep. no doubt that I said in, in Wednesday, Callum McGregor's a massive miss, but I yep. thought, I think Beaton's a good player. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, you look at Beaton, Hitati and O'Reilly, that's the three that I think it's going to be. I don't. Th I think it's going to be too soon for Callum McGregor. And then the flip side of that, you look at the three that I mentioned for, for Rangers. It's a brilliant battle. I know, and then if brilliant. you're saying, if you've got Ken... Um, playing um, over there uh, as well and you've got the new Rangers signing Diallo then yep. you potentially mm -hmm. get Jota and Forrest there's so many players making their, their old firm uh, debut I know we need to go by and he needs to go and change his size 14s exactly <laughs> <laughs> Gordon don't you be up too late if you're off to Dingwall what time do you leave tomorrow? No, I, I, I'm not going to make it tomorrow it's a cosy oh. one in the house for a few beers so. alright tune in to us <laughs> The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Go, 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 go. go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre 545. Thanks for making the switch to us every evening. Five till seven, well over a million downloads. So thank you for making that switch and Barry Ferguson, a big week for you, Barry, because, uh, well, it was Celtic last weekend. You've got Clyde tomorrow. Looking forward to the game and we'll be on You, Me, Davy Proven Wednesday night, the late night edition and it's going to be your birthday. So uh, is it all the fours yep. coming up? Yeah, yep, a big 44. Um, certainly feeling my age. Oh, uh, no, yeah. no doubt about it, but I'm looking forward to um, the game. I always look forward to old firm games. You just don't know like, in terms of who's in good form, who's in bad form or who's had an off weekend the, the, the week before. It's who wants it the most and I and honestly believe that the two teams have to go for each other because I believe that Celtic need to win it to claw them back and I believe that Rangers have got to go as I mentioned earlier on with the mindset don't go in there thinking oh do you know what we'll come away with Celtic part, uh, for Celtic part with a point we're happy got to go in with the mindset of getting three points and I think both teams I'll go for each other. Ready for and another? I think there'll yeah. be goals in it. They sure will. I honestly do. I think, I think, so. I think yep. it'll be a few goals in the game. Here's Craig on the line, uh, another Rangers fan who's just called in. Hi, Craig. Good evening. Hello. How are you doing? Good, thanks, Craig. You? What are you thinking about for the match? What do you want to ask Mark and Barry? Uh, what I think is for the old firm game. I think obviously the back four and the goalkeeper that takes care of itself. It's been the same since Gio's came in. But in the midfield, he seems to have two different styles of play. Either has two holding midfielders or two attacking midfielders, depending on who he's playing. I think the smartest thing that Rangers can do in this old firm game is go and play it safe for the first 50, 60 minutes. Obviously, attack, go for the game, but don't give anything stupid away. Don't take too many risks. Because in my honest opinion, any game I've seen this season where Celtic have been playing a decent team, after about 60 minutes, they look burst. They look like they've not got much left. They're hanging in. Like, for example, against Hearts, they looked near the end of the game that they were hanging in for dear life. And it was, to me, it was down to the fact that how intense they play, they end up absolutely knackered by the time it comes to the later stages of the game. So if I was Rangers, I would start with the two centre, the two defending midfielders and one attacking midfielder. And then maybe with 30 minutes to go, I would switch that to two attacking midfielders and one defensive midfielder and go for the throat. Mark, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think we've discussed that tonight with Craig, you know, Celtic, you know, yep. maybe looking a bit leggy and maybe looking, make substitutions a wee bit quicker. Um, you know, Craig used the phrase there, Celtic were hanging on for dear life. Yeah, maybe they were. I wouldn't quite say it was as bad as that for Celtic, 
but the most important thing is despite that they won the game mm. now whether you get the job done in the first 10 minutes or the last 10 minutes as long as you get the job done that's the most important thing and I think what Craig's saying there echoes very much what Barry's kind of think it would be as nobody saying you know don't sit back and invite Celtic on you but if you're looking at making changes in wide areas the substitutions Paul for both teams you know could be key you know if, if, if Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has identified a weakness with Celtic in terms of the best way to get at them is maybe not through the middle of the park where it's congested and it's going to be a right battle but try and get the balls out wide try and leave Kent with a one-on-one or a Diallo with a one-on-one whether it's against Craig Taylor uh, or scales or, or whatever it's going to be and then you're supplying ammunition for whether it's Joe Aribo or Kimar Roof um, or however so if that's the, the game plan but as Barry will know better than any as I said he's played in dozens again yep. sometimes it does, the game plan goes out the window <laughs> and with the best intention something happens in the first five minutes that nobody's expecting and all of a sudden it all flips in, it, uh, in its head but I think with the honest being on Celtic 60,000 home fans I can see Celtic going for the jugular and Rangers having to soak up the pressure and then counter-attack. Barry. Yep, and yep. Um, the answer to Craig's question, I think he will go in with two holders and then he'll flip that half an hour, 25 minutes to go. Because I think he'll go in with Kamara and Aribo with Arfield in front. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think he'll flip that 25 minutes to go and push Aribo up and just let Kamara be the anchor man in, in midfield. But this is this is what I love about um, what's yep. going to be happening what way they're going to set up are they, what formations the team one thing for sure is Celtic are going to play the same way they never change mm-hmm. as, as um, Craig just mentioned there Geo flips it sometimes with yeah. one holder or two holders I think at the start make sure you're compact and solid they'll win with two and then as the game goes on he'll then flip that and go with the, the two central midfielders further forward with one just sitting in behind them Thanks for that call, Craig. We just squeezed you in there. Here's the manager speaking about his goal scorer the other night. He's back. Scott Arfield. Well, Scott has been really, um, you know, really important for the team, not only this season, but all the season before um, this season as well. He's an experienced player and he's definitely a player I want to have longer um, to be at, uh, at Rangers. So uh, hopefully, you know, we can, uh, we can um, welcome him uh, next season as well. Loads of calls come in. The Rangers fans are on. For Celtic fans, some uh, other news about players coming and going. Mark? Yeah, well, it looks like um, Barkas is on his yep. way uh, as well. Paul's a bit of interest from abroad, from Sweden, maybe Gothenburg. So I think Bolingoli uh, is on his way too. There's interest in him and Ajeti. So there's there's three big earners, big money signings that for, for various reasons. It's not worked out. But if, if they're all away um, in deals, Paul, you know, that that's potentially taking... Fifty to sixty thousand pounds a week off the off the wage bill, so it's um, it's good. But I'm not going to make a contribution. It's not like you're losing quality that that that's actually weakening um, your squad. They're making next to, they have made next to no contribution, so it's not a problem to let them go. Three days, five hours, eight minutes to go. Barry has said he thinks Rangers will strengthen between now and then. And Ange Postecoglou today again said. Don't expect any more business here coming in, but probably players going out. We're keeping you right up to date here with the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Andrew's on the line now, uh, talking about Scotland and strikers. Andrew, good evening. Hi, Andrew. What's in your mind? Hi there. Hi, Barry. Hi, uh, Mark. Hi, Andrew. How you doing, Andrew? How you doing? Uh, I'm a big Rangers fan, um, but I really wanted to flip the um, conversation a wee bit to Scotland. I know we've got the big. Uh, game against Ukraine coming up 
And it was just listening to he's talking about, you know, Alex Lowry coming through and, you know, Nathan Patterson going big move down south and there's a lot of good youth coming through. Um, but nothing in the number nine position and I can't even remember the last time that we produced a really top quality number nine. Never mind the quality that we're producing now. I just wondered if Barry and Mark uh, had any insight into why they think that might be going on. Is it are they getting, is, there, is it easier to come through in defence or midfield than it is because you're relied on to score goals? If you don't, you're straight back out. What, what do the panel think about that? Mm. Mm. Nice. I, I, uh, Andrew, I've, I've, I've got a theory um, on this and I think it's across the board in football, not not just um, at Rangers. Um, it used to be, you know, if you can back 10, 20, 30, 40, everybody, every kid growing up wanted to score the goals and, 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 and be the hero and the match winner and all that kind of stuff. But now you look at I think there's a dearth of number nines across the board because if you look at now for the past seven, eight years, maybe longer, most clubs from the massive clubs around Europe to the smaller clubs uh, here in Scotland around the UK, they all just play with one striker. And uh, it became more fashionable to be the number 10, you know, to be the, the, the provider and play in yeah. behind and or be the, be the playmaker. So I think that it used to be there was always two main strikers. It was always like a 4-4-2. Yeah. So I think that, uh, and, and it works its way down to school football and youth football. So I think that's that's part of it. There's not that same appetite to be the number nine because first and foremost, there's not the same amount of positions up for grab. So sometimes clubs will play with, like we were talking about there, three or four players in the middle of the park, sometimes five. So there's more options yeah. to be there rather than a number nine who can just be up there on his own and there's only it's almost like being a goalkeeper now there's only one position up for grabs so that's rightly or wrongly I think that's part of my theory on it Barry what do you reckon? The, the, sex, the sexy positions are number 10 <laughs> central midfield are, are yeah. wide players that's what all the boys now want to, want to become Mark makes a, a brilliant um, comment there and I totally agree with it if you go round about all the clubs all the top clubs all the best teams they play with one striker that's all they do and it's real difficult to get to make the breakthrough to become a, a, a number nine um, and, and if you're at Man City yeah but it, it, is a, it is a worry um, that we don't produce brilliant number nines because um, we have in the past there's, there's no doubt about it but us we're producing for instance young Nathan Patterson Kieran Tierney's guys like that we're producing like good fullbacks we're producing Billy Gilmer's uh, McTominay's all these sort of guys yep. central midfielders but we're no producing the number nines and it's probably down to the fact as it's only one striker nowadays mm. that's the way to play I very rarely see a team a it's a good question ep- apart from our national team yeah now that's have you got your three at the back, back yeah sure because we've kind of imported them haven't we yeah yeah on you go Andrew sorry I was just going to say exactly I can totally understand because when I played football in the school park, it was I'm Ali McCoy today. Like, no, no, I'm Mark. <laughs> you know, and that's what it was. They were the that's who you were emulating when you were a kid. And obviously, I think the kids now are looking more like, you know, I'm Kevin De Bruyne of the day. I'm Mo Salah. Yeah. It, it's not mm-hmm. that. That's the kind of positions they want to play, and that's who they want to emulate. Who but, were the last see, great see, strikers? Think, yeah, in the playground, I didn't want to be Alan McCoy. Mm-hmm. I want to be Ian Durant. Yeah, that's uh-huh. I wanted yeah. to be. I was one of the, the odd ones. Yeah. I wanted to be a midfielder <laughs> for some odd reason. Um, but listen, that that yeah. is true. Like, you, you, I think back to my 
my primary school mm. days or early at high school when you're up the park with all the boys and the, the old jackets come down there's goalposts mm-hmm. everybody wanted to be a striker yeah, yeah. they did Mark, who were the, the last great strikers? I mean, you think I'm of Ali, about, yeah, Charlie Nicholas. You think back to that golden era of, of McAvery, McCoist, yep. uh, Nicholas, Mo, Mo Johnston. Mm-hmm. You know, then, then there was guys like David Speedy and, and mm-hmm. Graham Sharp, you know, down the road. All, Duncan all Ferguson. Quality. So for Duncan Ferguson's as well, I, I, I just loved seeing strike partnerships. You know, you think back to, so if we look at the Celtic and Rangers teams of this millennium, that have won the title so you go back to Larson Sutton stroke Larson Hartson you then go to just before that it was McCoy and Hately mm-hmm. as 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 Andrew is saying then um, with uh, with, uh, with the Advocates team it was Mikey Moles and, and, and Ronnie DeBoer or, or whoever it was going to be playing just, just off him you then had Boyd and Miller uh, latterly your, your second yeah. time uh-huh. at Rangers Celtic in the 2008 team mm-hmm. it was very good at Hesseling and Scott McDonald mm-hmm. that was a partner so there was there was partnerships and I loved partnership but you don't get it anymore yeah. um, even the partnerships that I played I played in both the partnerships you mentioned at Rangers Moles and De Boer mm-hmm. it wasn't a two up top mm-hmm. it was De Boer was, off. was off him and boy, if Boyd and Kenny played mm-hmm. Kenny would be shuffled across to one of the wider positions it wasn't like it was a, mm-hmm. a partnership so you don't yep. get like a straight twos mm-hmm. As you mentioned, the way back in the the, mm-hmm. the, the 80s and 90s where it was a, a proper 4-4-2. Aye, that's it's right. a great point Andrew makes. Even Doug, you yeah. think Douglas yeah. and Rush. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you think Sheringham and Cole, sure. Van, Van Nistelrooy and uh, whoever it was. You know, you think all those great um, partnerships. Andrew, we've run out of time in this hour. Thanks very much for your call. News is next and then we're back in the second hour. We're going to go through all the games. More from the managers. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Just four points in it at the top of the Cinch Premiership. Paul Cooney here, Mark Guidi, Barry Ferguson. Loads of your calls in the first hour. The Rangers fans have been phoning in in big numbers. Looking forward to tomorrow in Dingwall. But that could be difficult for Rangers. I think you could say that about any game and Celtic against Dundee United same comments could be difficult but uh, Celtic started on fire against Hearts the other night ended up 2-1 Rangers uh, a difficult night the weather the wind and everything but 1-0 but it's going to happen both of them winning yeah listen you're going to get games where you're going to be below par and that's what Rangers were in in Wednesday Um, there's no hiding away for that you heard Gio say after the game but the most important thing is when you are below par you find a way to win um, he made the substitutions in our field for me if you think back when Stephen Gerrard was here it looked to me if our field's Rangers days were, were, were numbered um, and since Gio's come in he's um, he's been excellent He said a wee injury there but he's come back and I think he's still got a massive part to play for Rangers not just this season I would like to think that Rangers are, are sitting down with him to, to try and extend his contract until um, the end of next season because I, I, I think he's um, got so much experience but he's a different type of midfielder he, he, he's timing of the run from deep line into the box is spot on most of the time um, so listen in terms of the game most important thing Wednesday night at Ibrox was 
getting in when you don't play well and getting the three points Celtic got the three points at Tynecastle and the manager today saying no we don't want to talk about the Rangers game tomorrow Dundee United the game's important so you know there's no point trying to think of what you're going to do in a game's time or two games time or three games time if you if you don't accomplish what you want uh, the, with what's in front of you and, and again that's something we've been really good at just focusing on what's in front of us so you know, tomorrow's team will be the team where we think we'll get the job done and, and Dundee United came here and you know, it's frustrated us last time, so we know it's going to be a challenge. So, you know, we've got to be up for it. So I'll select a team that I think will get the job done tomorrow. We obviously still have some limitations in terms of options, the amount of absences we've got at the moment. But, you know, I'm confident the, the 11 that will start will will be best equipped to get the job done. Captain the other night, we talked about it, who it was going to be, and you got it right midweek. Mark, near Beaton, what did you make of him? I guess yeah, Hearts. Yeah, it, it was a real solid performance, um, Paul. You know, when you go to places like Tynecastle, the way that Celtic play, you're going to need players that be disciplined to, to protect your defence and just be happy to hold that role and snuff out any danger and, and break up um, uh, any plane you can. And, and Beaton gives you that. He also gives you tremendous height and physicality in both boxes when you're attacking and defending um, set pieces. So, listen, he's been at Celtic eight or nine years. Um, he knows the Premiership inside out. He won't let you down. And uh, he put in a terrific performance. And just on Scott Arfields, I've not mentioned that. What a finish. Yeah, the goal against I mean, I mean really that was a, would be proud yeah of that, it really Touch. was a top draw um, finish and, and, and I agree with Barry I would give him a contract um, uh, all day long because again you know what you're getting he won't let you down he's a good professional and his low maintenance never causes you a minute's bother so you put all that into the into the mix he's got to State Rangers Ross Wilson if you're listening new contract then for yeah, Scott I think it's a must yeah. uh, look um, it's just because the it's not just because he's a good player, Paul. Um, he's got the experience. And know what I like about him? See if he's left out at stages throughout the season. Martin made a brilliant point there. He never moans. You don't see him sulking on the bench or whatever. But once he gets that opportunity, if it's off the bench to come on, what he done on Wednesday night, he goes and produces the the goods. Um, so I would um, I would be absolute shocked if if he doesn't stay at Rangers beyond this season I'm just writing down the wee notepad at 7 minutes past 8 Barry Ferguson said Mark Weedy made a brilliant point there it's only taking a year and a half <laughs> back to near Beaton I know you were impressed by him I was um, listen no doubt he's a good footballer Beaton he can handle the ball um, he takes it under pressure and um, listen when Callum McGregor's not there I mentioned on Wednesday night I, I think Celtic will suffer because Callum McGregor for me is the most important player but Beaton stepped into Callum McGregor's shoes and um, I thought he was one of the, the top performers for, for Celtic Mark tomorrow who is going to we, we don't know I mean the injuries I don't think well Gucci's not going to be in tomorrow uh, looking at the midfield Turnbull I doubt I it. Think no, so. maybe maybe the bench at best, but mm -hmm. I don't see him. I don't see Callum McGregor or or Furuhashi or anybody like that being involved. Listen, like I said, Callum McGregor, I wouldn't rule him out uh, for Wednesday night. I wouldn't rule him out, um, but I don't think there'll be many surprises tomorrow. You see, Ange Postecoglou has been very cagey, very coy, and very clever uh, with the way he's dealt with the, the injury situations at Celtic at the moment. He's been out for over a year. Is he back tomorrow, Christopher Julian? Why not, Paul? Um, why not? But, again, is the manager happy enough? I mean, I think Cartler Vickers picks himself. The, the, the one sure. doubt you would have is, is, is over Starfelt. So, does he want to give Cartler Vickers and Julian a run tomorrow with Wednesday night in mind? 
No, I do believe. I know again. I know it's a cliche, but I do believe him. The next game is the most important one, so you know I look too far ahead. But if he believes with one eye on Wednesday night that he thinks that Starfield just might be suspect, then I would go with Julian and, and Captain Vickers tomorrow to give them a try and see how it goes. But it might be a big ask for uh, for Julian to to go in and play tomorrow and then again to that game. Um, on, on Wednesday night it might be a wee bit unfair on him but the manager will do whatever he sees fit to, to try and get the best possible outcome Barry what would you do? It's hard to say Paul because Postacoglu sees him day in day out he, he'll he know what level he, he's at he's been back since the turn of the year now that's a month but he's not had any games I mean he might have a behind the closed door game that's not the same there's nothing like actual playing in the heat of the, the, the Premier League Um but it might be an option that he gives him a bit of game time uh, tomorrow to see how how close he is or, or how far away he is. You don't know because he's been out for a, a lengthy time. I know myself been out. I was out for eight, nine months. And it takes you, once you get back, it's very similar to pre-season. Your pre-season is six weeks. And even when you finish pre-season, you go into the first two or three league games, not until the fourth or the fifth league game where you start to feel at your peak. Um, so it's a difficult one as I said we don't see him day in day out but don't be don't be surprised if if you do see him because he's been on the bench the last mm. couple of games I'm just surprised that he's maybe not put him on for maybe 10 or 15 minutes that maybe tells you where he thinks he has at this moment in time so it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow Transfer window three days four hours to go Barry you're on Aloha uh, any business between now and Monday? Uh, we we done a bit of business yesterday uh, we brought uh, Blaze Riley Snow in from Wraith Rovers um, it's a fair name isn't is, it? That, is it one person <laughs> is that, is that three signings <laughs> it's a brilliant name I, I didn't know how to pronounce Blaze, it I've been honest Blaze, with you when yeah. I spoke to him right, on Wednesday yeah. and I said listen I'm not been England but sure. how do you pronounce your uh-huh. first name so Blaze it's a fair name um, so we brought him in we're just a bit short in numbers and over the next couple of days the loan window still open after uh, the window closes in yeah, Monday yeah, so we'll, we'll probably look to do another one or two if possible uh, we just need to wait and see um, what's available Mark Bologna made a loan offer to Aberdeen for Ramsey and they've said no so they're trying to get what four and a half, four point eight million maybe over the next few days for an actual transfer yeah I mean I, I like Calvin Ramsey uh, Paul you know I mean I think defensively he's very raw you know, but there's proper potential there, and you know what managers, coaches look for now, and a modern fullback is is more about every bit about the ability to, to get forward and, and join in and really be a winger and get balls into the box. So um, Ramsey gives you that, and just working his game uh, defensively. Sometimes I think a wee bit naive defensively, but definitely a top um, talent. And if Aberdeen can get in, in excess of four million pounds for a player bought, brought through the youth system who's got 50-odd games under his belt. It's like the old, you don't want to see them go, but it's business, Paul. Mm. And if you can create a £4 million to £5 million pounds player, you've got to sell them all day long if you're Aberdeen. Yeah, I like him every time I've seen him play for Aberdeen. He certainly stood out. He's very similar to Nathan Parson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you watch him, they're, they're, they're obviously really good going forward. Still a bit naive defensively, but he's so that, that, ah, yeah, he's young. Same as Nathan can still. I think Nathan's a good defender, but he can get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll get better wage, and so will uh, Ramsey. There's no doubt about it. But if somebody's coming in and, and offering that sort of money to Aberdeen Huge. in between four and five million pounds, uh, Aberdeen can't can't surely sure. knock that kind of money back. 
Let's go back on the line. Simon is on the line, a Celtic fan. Hi, Simon. Hi there, how you doing? You good? Good, you okay Friday night? What are you thinking? What's in your mind? Yeah, I was just, um, I was kind of just chatting with my mates earlier on. I just kind of want to see what you guys were thinking. We were kind of just chatting about Ange and how I think this season, um, the, the summer window, we didn't really know what to expect, to be fair, but this January, it's utterly bizarre for me as a Celtic fan, um, especially with the last couple of years going into the build-up for deadline day and seeing like turning on the news today and Spurs fans are raging that they're like left in the dark and that's usually Celtic Celtic usually Celtic fans walk into deadline day wondering what on earth is going to happen um, you look at like how Dembele left on deadline day and it seemed as if that was in the works and it just seems this year and just, just and Nicholson to his credit they've kind of got their stuff together and I just like the way he operates really I think he's just um he really does keep his cards close to his chest. I know he said in the media about four or five times now he's got no other plans yep. to bring in when it was in, but the way he's going on this, this this window, that could mean we could break up tomorrow to another four transfers from <laughs> Eastern Europe or something. So, yeah. Well, listen, I don't think so, but you never know. Hold on, listen to this, Simon. <laughs> this was the question today. Will there be any more signings? No, I wouldn't be expecting anyone else. No. Back to you, Simon. That was it. No, I don't think so. That doesn't but, mean uh, nothing. No, is it not? Oh, yeah. Don't be surprised if he's got something up his, his sleeve. But he strikes me as a, the sort of manager who would go to the board and say, listen, this is the way I want things to work and see if it ain't going to work this way. I'm not going to be here. Mm-hmm. That, that's the way he comes across. Yeah. Um, and see, as a manager, you want business done as early as possible. You don't want to be waiting to the, mm. the last or the last hour of the, the transfer window you, if you identify players you want the hierarchy to go and sort things out as quickly as possible get them into the building so they can get used to the surroundings as, as quickly as possible Is this an argument that you don't need a director of football just putting it out there to you Simon and to Mark you've seen many transfer windows over the years Celtic have done the business they started what December the 30th with the news of the three Japanese players yeah I mean you know some people have said that, that Michael no- Michael Nicholson because mm-hmm. he was under Peter Lowell's wing for so and you know um, for so long that he would be you know it would just be a, you know another version of, of Peter Lowell uh, on, on the, well that's not the case because yeah you did Celtic something it was, it was like Russian roulette sometimes in, in the transfer window they did, for my liking, get business done far too late and missed out on players um, too often. Sometimes they got it absolutely spot on. Other times it was very frustrating. But I think it's clear uh, that whether Ange Postecoglou sees a new chief executive and thinks, I am going to make, put a marker down immediately, but I'm also going to help Michael Nicholson become a good chief executive and I'm going to guide him. And um, to me, that's what it looks like. And he's told them, look, you want to be a successful chief executive. I want to be a successful manager. How does that happen? Bottom line is, in every department of a football club, it's about results for the first team on a Saturday. So if he said, listen, go and get these guys in. I've identified them for you. They're an absolute bargain. Go and get it sorted. Let me work with them um, as quickly as possible. And Michael Nicholson and the rest of the board and obviously the agents involved as well have gone and get the business done quickly. And you can see, because you might argue that the Celtic of old would have been trying to get the business done in the next couple of days. Therefore, you wouldn't have had Maeda scoring his goal in his demi. You wouldn't have Hitati rifling that one in um, a couple of days ago because they wouldn't have been at the football club just now. I would. You'd have to say, though, they won four trebles in a row oh, yeah. during that period. Absolutely. Where, yeah, it was late many times. But yeah, there was, there was a lot of brilliant business done. Yeah. You know, like um, Dembele, hmm? as Simon says, you know, sourced 
Um, a lot of groundwork put in even before Brendan Rodgers and I know Brendan get the credit for it but there was a lot of groundwork put in before that so Celtic unearthed some gems and then the, their academy producing your Kieran Tierney's and stuff like that so look there was a lot of, of, of brilliant work done when Peter Lawwell was there you know going way back to Fraser Foster and Victor Winyama yep. and guys like that so listen absolutely no doubt but if if you're a Celtic supporter like Simon you're looking for perfection as often as possible yeah. But what they're seeing now with a new chief executive, and like I said, the key point is Michael Nicholson was there under Peter Lowell, sure. but he appears to be his own man running the club as he sees fit. But I think he has been heavily guided and influenced in a positive way by the manager. Virgil van Dijk. Virgil so van Dijk, Dijk absolutely, yeah. Um, what about Matt O'Reilly? Came in just last week straight in. Simon, what did you make of him? So impressive. Man of the match the other night? Yeah, he was he was incredible. I think he even admitted after the match, he kind of just tailed off at the end just because he said he hadn't played in a couple of weeks and that wasn't an intensity that he's used to. And mm-hmm. It was good to actually hear him say that right away because um, it was open and honest after the yeah. after the interview as well. And and just talked about a lot of the players that he brings in that if he doesn't have that kind of connection, if if, if their personality doesn't suit him, they are not him, but the club and the ethos and everything he wants to build. He, he doesn't. He's not interested in the signing, and you can see that. You can see that with the players he's brought in. And O'Reilly just looked absolutely unbelievable at times. To go to Tynecastle on a debut is not easy at all, um, and it doesn't matter how much time he would have got with the players, the staff before it. He's talking about how that interview, that interview. He's talking in his interview about how the atmosphere at Tynecastle was like nothing he's he's witnessed, and he still performed in it. Then. God only knows how he'll perform when he gets to Celtic Park um, and it's rocking but yeah I think he was brilliant and that just goes to show that the business for getting done ultimately as as Mark said even a lot of credit goes to Nicholson but that kind of all falls down on Ange and it's just the wee simple things like and it just doesn't give anything away like McGregor and Kyogo starting against Bayer Leverkusen I was yeah. in the pub before the game turned up to the stadium and saw them as, at kick-off I was like what's going on here so it's a, it's a completely different feeling. It's, it's Simon, you're not tuned in to us at the pub on the way in. That's a yellow card. See, I was, <laughs> I was asking at the bar if they could put it on, but I Simon, what about tomorrow? Do you think Rangers will win at Ross County and Celtic against Dundee United? Um, without sounding like uh, an English fan who goes on about Stoke on a Tuesday night with the storm that's approaching, <laughs> I wouldn't want to be going up to Ross County. I'll put it that way. Mm. Um, they actually did quite well and caused uh, Celtic problems in December. So hopefully, um, but in terms of tomorrow for Celtic, I think you know the game at home before playing Rangers at home on the Wednesday. It's you'd expect a good performance, and there'll be a lot of players who will be. I mean, Yakimakis, you'll be absolutely desperate to get another mm-hmm. goal or two. So um, I think hopefully Race Rovers can. Uh, sorry. Uh, Ross County, yeah, sure. Aye. Okay. <laughs> the game on Wednesday is on Barry's uh, birthday, but he's going to join us here, so we'll see what happens. We might speak to you after the game. So, are you going to the match tomorrow and Wednesday? Yeah, I'm. Um, yeah. Right. Okay, Simon. That, I know you'd be saying it's going yeah. to be windy up at Dingwall, but it's going to be windy everywhere exactly, in Scotland. Sure. Yeah, Eighty mile an hour winds coming, I think. No, yeah. sixty. I've just looked. All oh, oh, right. He's always back up to do everything. Well, just you stick to travel. To. <laughs> Simon, good call. Thank you. <laughs> 
the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi on top form tonight. Beautifully read. Oh, thank you. Swept away. That's Mark Guidi. He's in great form. He'll be are you going down to any games down south in the next week or two? You... No, no, nothing yeah. planned yet. Paul, okay. nothing planned. Yeah. Uh, Barry, this weekend, of course, Clyde, after a huge weekend in the Cup, 2-1 against Celtic. It's been some week for you, hasn't it? The, loads of the controversy and all the rest. And, and Nyang gets a, a two-match ban. But for you now, it's it's about the uh, yeah we just the, need to forget about the, the, the game league. last week yeah. and what's been on the last um, four or five days Paul um, we just need to take the consequences I'm one of the ones see when the decision's made it's been made we can't do anything about it now and we just need to obviously move on um, we've got a game tomorrow we just need to refocus um, on that and, and hopefully get back to winning ways in the league game tonight of course in the championship Morton mm-hmm up against Wraith Rovers mm. who will play Celtic soon in the in the Cup and Morton Dougie Emery he's a good start hasn't he? Yeah he has he's, his first managerial job you know kind of learned the ropes that started coaching at Hamilton Ackies then moved of course uh, to Livingston and, and been given a crack at it um, on his own and, and, and so far he's made a he's made a good start it's going to be tough to keep um, Morton up but he's certainly heading in the right direction See Traore is at Barcelona he's yeah. at the Camp Nou the new camp uh, on his way from Wolves uh, an option to buy a £29 million loan with option to buy He came through Barca as a kid mm. and of course yep. Aston Villa I think it was Tim Sherwood might have bought him um, for Aston Villa a few years ago didn't work out had a couple of moves did they end up at Middlesbrough Barry? Yep Middlesbrough and then but um when, when Spurs were in from I thought I like him I don't, I don't know if it's the baby oil I like or whatever but we just when you see him coming on and he's, he's, he's got all that <laughs> with the tight uh, but I think for, for me um, I, I wasn't yeah. surprised that Spurs were, were interested I think he's a player that can really um, turn games but I, I, I'd imagine he must be frustrating to manage that he's one of the guys that he maybe can't get 90 minutes out of because if you're, if you're doing a, a defensive job he's not disciplined no, enough it's not him and it, the reason why I was I was watching Sky today the reason why he, he, he chose Barcelona obviously over Tottenham was because they wanted to play him right wing back and he doesn't want to play there he doesn't want to do that no he wants yep. to play further forward um, yep listen he's gone back to the club he, he, he grew up as a, a young a young kid and who wouldn't want to go to Barcelona course, yeah. well the problems I've had over the last year obviously the the legend and Messi leaving um, but they're, they're now back to I think they're financially they're, they're not out no. the, they're not out the hole yet but they're, they're getting there now um, the president Laporta's getting it sorted out isn't yeah, he and yeah. it's out, listen one thing about he's a match winner the, the pace he's got is I've never seen them as quick as him um, but he can be frustrating because technically I wouldn't say he's the best but listen Jen, Jenny and pace he can, he can win games for you in England, what about the new Everton manager? So today, apparently, they were Duncan Ferguson, still in there, Vitor Pereira, the fans don't want, or Frank Lampard. Are you still thinking Frank Lampard? Yeah, I think I think they'll go with Frank Lampard. He's the, I think now um, the owner needs to go with what the fans are wanting. Because the fans yeah. have not been happy for a long time. Mm-hmm. They like the sound of Lampard. Um and for me, look, I know he had a difficult time the last month or so at Chelsea, but he showed that Derby and he showed that the the start of the period they had at Chelsea that he's a he's a top manager. Um, but the, the, the Everton as a club, 
need to sort ourselves out. Sure. That's, that's the key. It's Barry, yeah. you're right. That's the key. It's not yeah. just about getting the right manager yeah. in, it's the infrastructure of the whole club. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, how many managers is that over the last five or six years? Yeah. They're going out and spending absolute course, fortunes. Yeah. Say they spend 60 million on a player, they sack that manager who mm-hmm. spent the 60, a new manager comes in and says, I don't fancy that, that 60 million pound player. 580 million, yeah, as you said last week. It's a crazy amount of money, spent, so they need, to, they need yep. to sort it out from top to bottom. I've watched quite a lot of ex Everton players come on and speak about it passionately, and everybody's singing for the same hymn sheet. They need to sort it. The infrastructure is just no there. Um, and it looks if they're trying to do that because if they do that I'm sure they'll get the fans behind them because it's a brilliant club Everton in a city where of course Liverpool been back on top now for well five six years under yeah. Klopp got better and better Champions League just missed out on the yep. Premier League and then they won it yeah um, for Everton um, if, if you've got a director of football Paul you've got to trust him that's why he's there Marcel Brands left because all accounts he didn't want Benitez because of Benitez's style he wanted a more open and expansive style um, and then the owner overrules him and then eventually Marcel Brands goes but you're right when you've gone from a point with the greatest respect all different all good in their own ways but from Sam Allardyce to Marco Silva mm-hmm. to Carlo Ancelotti then to Duncan yeah. it, it, Barry's right it doesn't matter who the manager is or who the next one is unless the owner allows the football people to go and get on and run the football club from inside um, and if they do that but I think for this appointment um, it's either Duncan Fergus you either give Duncan Ferguson a crack at it or you give it to Frank Lampard if you give it to Pereira the fans for whatever reason clearly aren't having him mm-hmm. and you you know you've, you've, you've got warfare in your hands um, from, from within Well the board are meeting tonight so they've interviewed all three I see your old pal Wayne Rooney said I didn't have an interview I didn't want it Oh pal <laughs> Well you played against them two brilliant <laughs> two brilliant players of the yeah, noughties yeah. I mean that was a, an interesting interview of the day um, I think that surprised a lot of people that um, the owner got in contact with his advisor and, and he had it was a hard decision when Rooney says look it wasn't the one that I, um, I made right away I had to think long and hard about it um, but he just feels he's um, he's got to stay at Derby and at this moment in time, Derby are in a horrendous situation. You don't know what's going to happen there, but fair play to Wayne Rooney. Um, and one thing I will say about Wayne Rooney, albeit he was an unbelievable player, what a job he's done at Derby. Isn't he? What a job he's done at Derby. So I think he'll get a lot of respect that he's going to stay there and he's going to fight it out. And don't be surprised if if he gets Derby um, staying up in the Championship. Because see, is, he does that. He's yeah. manager of the year I, for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, he is. I love, the thing I love about... Um, Wayne Rooney for, and, I, and I watched Stephen Gerrard doing his kind of thing with Sky last week and he picked the best player that he's ever played with mm-hmm. and he split it into two he said but England said it was Wayne Rooney mm-hmm. all day long what a compliment that is Stephen Gerrard picture. but the thing I love about Wayne Rooney so down to earth absolutely zero ego and I think that's brilliant it's to, amazing to see isn't it? Of, yeah. who was his Liverpool player I don't know what I've taped it I've not right, got okay. it up yet yeah. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I know it's East Right, back to here. Oh, beat a max. <laughs> um, right, let's hear from the two managers briefly because we want to talk about all the games tomorrow. Here's GVB speaking. Well, the man they're all talking about today, Ahmad Diallo, signed on loan for six months from Manchester United. And he's asked, is he going to be a regular starter? Well, I mean, the price tag is, is there, but, you know, I don't think um, uh, we are looking at his price tag. I think for, for him as well, it's not, uh, it's not the thing what he's thinking about. He's a... Uh, 
he's still a young player who wants to play uh, play games. You can you can feel it when you talk with him. He's uh, the only thing he wants to be is on the pitch. And of course, we we are bringing him to uh, to this club to be uh, to be to be a value for the team. So of course, he's gonna he's gonna play. But um, again, he uh, he's, he's part of the squad, so um, he has to perform as well like any other player in the squad. But I'm I'm full of confidence that he will uh, he will give that. So will he make his debut tomorrow in the 55 mile an hour winds that uh, our weatherman is <laughs> the most expensive weatherman in the history of broadcasting worldwide? Barry will Ferguson. He his, <laughs> will he make his debut? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he, he throws him in. Um, you, you heard them there that he will get game time, but it's up to... I, I like what Gio said there. He will get game time, but it's up to him if he gets the opportunity. Mm. He needs to perform. If he performs, he stays in the team. You don't perform, you're out of the team and somebody else takes your place. That's what I like. I like competition for places. It keeps you on your toes. And um, I think it's a really good bit of business. I know he's young, but listen, Man United don't, went and spent, as you said, initially, sorry, £20 million with £20 million of add-ons. So the, the boys certainly got a lot of ability. Um, and as I said earlier, I like the fact that he's took the opportunity to go out and get a bit of game time and hopefully he comes up here and he does the job. GVB was asked about the Man City player, Jamie uh, McAtee, mm-hmm. is he coming to Ibrox? But he wouldn't be drawn on it whatsoever. So and we know Rangers, well, we think they'll be back in the transfer window. It may be a loan as well, but we'll look out for that. Yeah, but he's, yeah. he's certainly got he's got contacts here, he's got a relationship. Giovanni mm-hmm. Van Bronckhorst, obviously, with Pep Guardiola mm-hmm. uh, and the football club. You know, he spent a bit of time there. Um, after he left final get in and seen the, the inner workings there and, and so yeah there's a relationship there just like Celtic have had a relationship um, with Man City course, down yeah. the years through through Peter Lawwell so that's something that Giovanni Van Broadcast will, will, will want to tap into um, and it's something that Pep Guardiola if he's looking at it and, and the coaches underneath him academy and under 23 level etc will have a trust in Giovanni Van Bronckhorst to go and give him their, their, their players. When he's what, what, when he's not watching the videos. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've not heard that for a long <laughs> time. What is it should be? It. Sky Plus. Sky Plus. Sky Plus. Sky Plus. Sky Plus. What is it you've been watching old 80s reruns of? <laughs> oh, mind up. Oh, oh, brilliant, wasn't brilliant. it? <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Over at Celtic, uh, oh. they've got Dundee United tomorrow. So you can set the tape for that one. <laughs> we'll be online. Live tomorrow afternoon, John Hartz and Davy Proven. Um, he's been speaking about the dynamic, how it's worked uh, during the transfer window, where Celtic have been, you know, different from previous years. I guess with my history and and the way I want my teams to play, it's really important that you know we bring in players who are going to suit the system. It's not just about signing sort of you know talented players or you know, players we may think have potential. It's whether they can fit into the way you know I want the team to play and. Obviously, no one knows that better than me. So um, having that sort of control and uh, being able to sort of um, make sure that the characteristics we're looking for, both from a point of view of the player and also you know, the person that we're trying to sign, um, has been vital. Barry, Mark, is he building a dynasty? Yeah. Yeah, but, but Paul, there's, there's a, the key phrase, signing players, nobody knows better than me mm. what we need. And I like having that control. And by the way, what's wrong with that? Because a manager, you know, is going to stand or fall by results and, and by signings. Um, and like I said, 
uh, Paul Weller on the programme and last week he's not only shown himself to be a very capable manager so far he's basically filled the role of head of recruitment um, through his contacts his, his knowledge and bargains as you say that he's not going to scattergun it you know he could probably go and spend another five or six million pounds if he wanted to particularly now if we believe that, that Barkas Bolingoli and Ayeti are heading out the door that would free up money um, but he's not going to do it unless it's right and I think that's a great sign um, from a football manager as well that's good news for Celtic fans on a Friday isn't it and I don't mean any disrespect to those mm. players but it's just not worked out you know no. Bolingoli the, the, the most Paul, expensive one yeah. night visit yeah. abroad ever in the history of that club probably Mm-hmm. because you know the wheels came off at the end they lost games through the Covid thing and all the rest of it and Rangers were on the charge under Stephen Gerrard in what turned out to be his last full season yep. it's amazing how slim margins Barry isn't it in football how it can suddenly change yeah but again sometimes you, see, you, you bring players in you buy them mm-hmm. and they work and other times they don't work and, and clearly the three players that have just been mentioned there it ain't worked for, for various reasons and um, they need to move on um, and get game time and play but one thing about that strikes me with that quick interview there with Posta Coglu is he runs a ship he decides who he's bringing in when he's bringing them in um, and that's the way it should be I think I think the manager should be in, in charge of that look he needs a bit of help because he can't do all the work because he's obviously got to prep his team and make sure your team are still obviously competing every single game they play in but if you're bringing a player in, you've got to decide that you a you want that player, and you've got to decide that you're you're desperate to get him in, and, and that's that's certainly what he what what comes across. It worked for Stephen Gerrard, who was in charge of the football. I'm looking at both of you. Yeah, because I mean, it works. Yeah, the manager gets applauded, but yeah. also you take responsibility. Yeah. See if you bring in a player and it doesn't work, right? It's on your shoulders, and that's what being a manager is all about. It happened with Stephen Gerrard. He picked the players. He decided who was coming in. Postacoglu is doing the same at Rangers and I think that's what it is because he's the manager Is it the same for GVB? Is he yeah, fully I would, in charge? I would, yeah I would be surprised listen I'm sure Ross Wilson goes and, and tries to do the deals but I'm sure Gio will write down right that's my main target one, two and three go and get me one if you can't get me one get me two and so on and so forth so that, that's the way I think it should operate a club and the manager's got to have the final decision for me Mark and you're seeing the output from it both clubs Strong at the moment, yeah, both playing well. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, neck and are, neck, four points in it. They are doing well. I mean, if you, if you t- I know we always look at them as a package, but you, you assess them as individual football clubs so far. You look at Rangers, top of the league, still in Europe. Change of manager, potential turmoil, lost the cup semi-final to Hibs, but the new manager came in 24 hours later, recovered very quickly, get a great record so far. And like we said, keeping uh, Rangers um, in the Europa League, finishing second. Um, in their section uh, Celtic manager inherited a shambles chaos whatever word you want to use and has pretty quickly turned it around after a shaky start managed to start winning on the road which is important kept his club in Europe albeit they've dropped down into the conference league but still won enough games to, um, to do that and they're on Rangers tails though they're making a fight of it and when you consider what happened last season then I think if you were a Celtic supporter and you're judging the new manager you have to be very, very pleased with his contribution. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! go, go, go. 
Final section of the Go Radio football show with the Taxi Centre. Where has it gone tonight? Oh, it's been brilliant. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Great show. Nice to have you back. What you tuned uh, into? In fact, <laughs> yeah. a good programme tomorrow. Good card. Oh, John yeah. and Davey on as well. Looking good forward to this afternoon. Yeah. Tomorrow. Uh, yeah, should be some great games tomorrow. Shall we look at all the matches uh, tomorrow? Where will we start? Aberdeen against St. Johnson. Huge game. Uh, well, for both clubs, yeah. Barry, isn't it? Not just for St. Johnson, who clearly need a win yeah first and foremost Aberdeen in terms of the game during the week Tuesday night against St Mern, Um the comments after it he, he wasn't happy Stephen Glass um, poor result but don't take it away for Jim Goodwin and St Mern. brilliant result for them St Johnson at least they got a point they got something for the game in Wednesday and I think that was the most important thing for Callum and his, and his players um, but this is a game both teams need to really win and I'm going to go away I think St Johnson will nick it really? yeah I've got a feeling that it's one of these Have games the where they're not expected mm-hmm. to go and win I think St Johnson will go up and I think it'll be a really tight affair and they could get a 1-0 win for me well Aberdeen in 6th spot today on uh, 28 points St Johnson at the bottom mm-hmm. on 15 where are the goals coming from? from for Saints because obviously Nadia Chiefchi went off injured early yeah I mean I don't think Nadia Chiefchi will be available um, tomorrow Paul so you know Callum Davis I'm sure will be looking at, at Chris Kane and, and Callum Hendry come mm-hmm. back and performed well for 75-80 minutes and come back from Kilmarnock so they, they two have certainly put their names forward to, to go in there um, Holberg the sign from, from Hibs that gives them yeah. different options good attacking midfielder too but he can also sit um, and help out and for Aberdeen, they've got to improve on, on Tuesday night. We spoke to a couple of people after the game and by all accounts, it was a dire performance. Um, last time at Pataudry, St. Johnson won 1-0. Stevie May scored the, the winning goal, so I'm sure St. Johnson would settle for that again. But for me, that's got a 1-1 one, one draw tomorrow. A score draw tomorrow. Yeah, I, I've just got a feel, yeah, yeah. Do you know when everybody yeah. thinks, yeah, look at St. Johnson mm-hmm. now. I know... Don't, that people know take into account what happened with Aberdeen during the week the, the result and people think ah, Aberdeen at home too much quality I've just got a, a feeling that it's one of these ones where St Johnson are not expected to win mm-hmm. their, their, um, their performances have not been up to scratch I've just got a funny feeling a sneaky feeling that St Johnson will win this game 1-0 and for Aberdeen if, Ramir, if um, they lose Ramsey to Bologna and Hedges who looks as though he's on his way to Blackburn he's down there for the medical then it could be tough for that. they could go either way couldn't they Barry they could be challenging near the top or yeah they could I mean uh, I'm saying that they're going to get beat tomorrow but the flip side of that I look at Aberdeen I look at the players I've got they've got good players yeah. they're a good team they're just um, inconsistent I look back at the performance against Rangers mm. I thought they were excellent yeah. really really good on the front foot um, obviously they played the Scottish Cup game at the weekend they're expected to beat Edinburgh City which they did but then they go on Tuesday and, and you, you could see Stephen Glass was absolute raging. Um, so I'm sure there was a few words said in the dressing room. But look, I'm going to stick to what okay. I said. You're going to stick for a St. Johnson win, Mark, you reckon a draw. Mark, what about Dundee against St. Mirren? You saw them the other evening, Dundee yeah. uh, drawing with St. Johnson. And St. Mirren on a roll now, a couple of wins on the trot. Yeah, great for Jim uh, Goodwin. Delighted um, for him you know, to go to Tannadice and win and then follow up by beating... Aberdeen, that's been a terrific week and, he, and he's had one or two issues in the transfer window to deal with as well, the likes of Jamie McGrath and yeah. stuff, so he, he's managed that well, he's man managed. Is he staying, do you think? At the moment it looks like it, but you never know, Paul, you just never know. But I think Paul, um, 
Jim's man management has been absolutely solid um, in, in that situation. Watched indeed the other night. They were fine with the backs to the wall a bit for the game. Um, and then Charlie Adam came off the bench and just added that bit of quality um, to, the, the, to the team. You know, he still runs the show on that Dundee team, um, Charlie Adam. But in that one, Dundee, um, being at home, I'm going to go 1-1 mm-hmm. one, one again. Paul. Another draw? Yeah, 1-1 one, one again. Um, Barry, what do you reckon? <laughs> Uh, Barry, what do you um, reckon? <laughs> yep, look, uh, I, another, I think it'll be a close game, but I, I look at St Mern and, and you mentioned the guy Jamie McGrath. Yep. Obviously a lot of speculation was out of the team. Um, didn't feel he was he was right to play, but he came in and um, he played really well. Yep. He's, he's a good player. I can see why clubs are interested in him. The boy Ronan that they've signed in loan for Wills, he's been a Scored. real find. Yep. Brilliant goal. Um, he scored mm-hmm. as well Brophy up front I've always liked him um, Dundee are in a sticky situation now I'm going to go St Mirren to win that one Wow that would be another big win then for St Mirren because Dundee then um, they are second bottom on 17 and St Mirren are on 25 so that would put them on 28 and put them challenging for the position that they just missed out on last season OK um, Hearts against Motherwell Barry so Motherwell disappointed the other night not to take anything from it or take a point and Hearts close against Yeah Celtic. I was um, I was impressed with Hearts in the second half mm-hmm. um, I can't think his name the boy they signed in, in loan for Everton the boy, Simmons no Simmons Simmons, Simmons. I think it's Simmons. Yeah. he really impressed me yeah. Boyce up top for me I like him so much quality yeah. uh, also, also you've got Barry Mackay and, and other guys um, like it big miss Halkett it looks to me if he's going to be about injured I just think Hearts are strong at home um, and they'll be too strong for me. Although I think it'll be another close game. There's A lot of these games will be close for me. This will be a close one, but Hearts will, will beat Muddle two goals to one. Beningamy's a good player as well, isn't he? He made a difference yeah, when he came on. There's yeah, another one. He's, he's a good player. I like uh, Devlin. Is it Cammy Devlin? Yes. Devlin. Yep. I like Devlin um, the middle of the He's certainly get involved, isn't he? Uh, yeah, but he yeah. always does. I like yeah. that in a player. We edge to him as long as he, he keeps on the right side mm. of that. But yeah, um, and good pace, good energy. Uh, about Hearts Tyne Castle crowd are right up for it um, just now I wonder if it's John Suter's last game for Hearts tomorrow indeed if he'll play tomorrow every chance that'll be the case um, but Hearts for me yep. to win 2-0 Hearts win and of course they're, they've got the derby in a few days time mm. on Tuesday so Hibs against Livingston who do you think then Sean Maloney looking goals is the problem for them isn't it yeah yeah. I listened to Sean's comments um, the other night after the game at, at, uh, at Motherwell and I think he's got to be looking for more in an attacking sense I've got to be putting the opposition goalkeeper under more uh, pressure struggle to beat Cove in the Scottish Cup at the end of the day a win's a win I think Livingston can get a can get a, a battling uh, draw uh, there Paul right. so I'll go back on the fence with the splinters and I'll go 2-2 which doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't because it is. You can win, you can lose, and you can draw two-two. You reckon? What do you think, Barry? Easter Road. Yeah, again, I think yeah. this is going to be another close one. Yeah. Like all the games over the weekend, I think they're all going to be tight. Um, Livingston showed in Wednesday night, Ibrooks that they can come and, and really frustrate teams and be solid defensively. Um, albeit they, they lost the game one 0 to Rangers. Hibs and Unahan struggle to score goals. I think this has got nothing each. Nothing each on yes, it. Yes, that's what I'm going to go with. Looking into the championship then, some great games. We mentioned Morton Waithrovers tonight. Are both still going well? Just lost that one game the other week. They're up against Partick Thistle. Hamilton against Ayr. Kilmarnock and Verness. Huge game there. Queen of the South against Dunfermline. 
Barry, some news on Scott Allen maybe on the move. Yeah, I've seen it earlier on. The commander are interested in signing Scott Allen. I think it would be a brilliant signing. I still think Scott's got a lot to offer. Albeit he's, he's had his problems, his health problems um, over the, the past season or so. But I think if Kilmarnock can pull that off, um, he's a match winner, mm-hmm. Scott Allen. Great ability. Um, for me, should have played at a lot of higher level. I know he's been at, at Celtic, just didn't get enough game time for me. So that, that would be a, a brilliant signing for Kilmarnock if, if Derek McInnes can pull that one off. I won't ask you about all the games. Who's going to win the title, the championship? Just at the moment, who'd Kilmarnock. Like? It's going to be Kilmarnock. Derek McInnes is going to do it? Yeah, I'll go for Kilmarnock. Yeah, great. Okay, we'll come back to that. And Morton at Wraith Rovers tonight. Let's hear, uh, finally, from the managers. Here is GVB um, talking, well, it's the person everyone is talking about, all the Rangers fans, uh, about Diallo. You know, I'm very happy that he uh, he wanted to come to us uh, for the remainder of the season. You know, we were looking to add a, a player, um, you know, in the, in the front because we, of course, uh, last... Uh, Yanis uh, for this season. So I'm really happy that we can bring in a, a player with his qualities and uh, I'm sure he will uh, give us a lot of, um, you know, a lot of strength in the in, in the coming months. Barry, just looking at Sky there for you, there's uh, someone you know well. We mentioned him in the first hour, Shota Avaladza. Let's get the Rangers update um, for the squad. What's the latest? Well, uh, Ryan, uh, <clears throat> of course, came in uh, in the game, had, uh, I think, a really good impact on, on the team. He was he was good after the game as well, so I'm really uh, happy for him that he uh, got his first minutes uh, under his belt. So I'm really pleased with uh, with with Ryan. Injury-wise, uh, we are t- tomorrow. We can only welcome back uh, Ryan Kent uh, with suspension. Of course, Joe Aribo is back in the squad because um, he had a good rest this week. He's ready for for tomorrow. And um, of course, Ahmad will be in the squad as well. Mark, we mentioned earlier, top scorer with nine goals. It's Charles Cook of Ross yeah. County. Then you've got Tony Watt now Dundee United. Furuhashi. Liam Boyce there on eight, along with Morellas, who's uh, away. Liam Boyce, obviously, would probably play tomorrow. So many of them not involved tomorrow. Ramirez of Aberdeen on eight. Van Veen Motherwell on seven. Anderson, Bruce Anderson of Livy. And Boyle as well. Martin Boyle has gone. Yeah. Uh, Roof on six. It's, it's incredible what? there's not a Celtic in the Rangers yeah. playing double figures. I mean, we're one week away from, one game away from Granite February. Uh, that, that's incredible. It's been a long, long time since that's happened, Paul. Incredible. What about tomorrow then, Mark? What do you reckon at Dingwall? Oh, Dingwall. Um, interested comments there. First of mm-hmm. all, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst about Ryan Jack. I'll go against Barry and say Ryan Jack will start on Wednesday night mm-hmm. um, against Celtic. I'm going to go for that. But I think Rangers will win tomorrow. But I think it'll be 2 1. Okay. 2 1 to Rangers tomorrow. What about Ryan Jack starting on Wednesday? We'll have to see tomorrow, first of all. But I, I, again, yeah. it's one of the ones where he sees them day in, day out. We, we don't see what's going on in the, the training ground but for me I just think he's missed too much Paul I think um, what you need in a game certainly the old firm game is people who are 100% up to match mm. speed um, and, and Ryan's no up to match speed I mean if he it, if it was up to match speed he would be in, in my team no, no doubt about it um, but I just think it'll be it'll be too soon for, for Ryan but in terms of the game tomorrow 
Um, Mark stole my thunder. Mm-hmm. I was going with two one Rangers as well. Two one. We're allowed to agree. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, Absolutely. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll go with the early kickoff up there in the Highlands <laughs> uh, in Dingwall. Okay, and uh, Celtic. Can I go first this one? <laughs> yeah, you can indeed. <laughs> uh, let's hear finally from the match. He's speaking about Karamoko, the young uh, Dembele. What's he saying about his return to training? He's had a couple of little setbacks, so uh, we're thinking maybe um, maybe next week he'll start training with a group, and then you know, um, obviously he's, he's another one's had sort of a lot of injuries and disruptions in the first sort of half of the year, so. Um, We'll just give him a chance to get himself fit and, and train with the group. And in terms of opportunities, we'll see what develops from there. Any more signings to come? This is the shortest answer in football history. No, I wouldn't be expecting anyone else. In. No. Thank you very much for that. Straight answer, straight question. Barry, what do you reckon tomorrow at uh, Celtic Dundee United? Yeah, I, I think um, if you listen earlier on what yep. Postacoglu says about Dundee United, I think they're going to come and sit in and frustrate the living daylights out of them. But I don't think it'll, it'll work um, in terms of them coming away with anything. Um, I think Celtic will win it by a couple of goals, 2-0. Did you like the look of Gikamakis the other night? Scored in both, scored on Saturday as well, as you well know. Yeah, he's, think, look, he's not yeah. got the qualities <clears throat> that Kyogo different. and Mieda have got. There's no doubt about that. Um, he's a different type of forward. Um, but what you can argue about is he's got two goals in, in, in two games um, and two starts, so... He's doing the hardest thing that, that you can do in the game and that's score goals. Fuchs is, is leaving Dundee United. He's off to Peterborough. Mark, in the last few seconds, uh, what's your scoreline tomorrow in the East End? I think Celtic will blow Dundee United away. Great win for United. Good character. They come back and beat Ross County 2-1 in midweek. But Celtic 3, Dundee United 0. Right, well, emphatic. So we'd stay at four points between them at the top. Thanks, Joe, for tonight. Thanks for everyone who called in. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the taxi centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK with taxi trade exclusive discounts flexible finance options and no hidden fees they even throw in registration and 12 months road tax so if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi where would you go? thetaxicentre.com trade only